Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Outbreak Podcast, an outlet for discussing creativity and the great beyond. We also discuss everything from gaming to film to the dark and dreary corners of the internet. I'm your host on this wild ride, William Key. It's a great day. Today's Friday when I'm recording this. And you want to know why it is a great day? Because it is podcast recording day. I always look forward to Fridays because... You know, if I'm in a good state of mind, it is a time to pull together all the stories of the week or interesting tidbits of news to talk about and and finally just spew them out to the masses. There have been some interesting stories this week. Uh, Not a lot, but enough, you know, enough meat on the bones to have a nice discussion about. I I didn't go for like hard hitting news like the like breaking news and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that this will be more of a deeper discussion uh, part of the podcast, like some of the stories that we're discussing. So why don't we get right into it? Uh, actually, before we do that, I want to kind of go over what I've been doing this week. So as I mentioned, I've been sort of looking to um, work on the brand, the Outbreak brand. I'm actually in the process of working on a new logo, but I realized I'm not very good at digital design. So if anybody is listening and they know how to do graphic design and they would like to help me, I have a couple of ideas but I don't want to go stealing images from the internet. Um, I'm hoping for something you know, wholly original, but ho- keeping on brand. And I also don't want to stray too far from the color scheme of what I've got going with the yellow, like the, with the gold and blue. I'm, I'm kind of liking that. Uh, but I've got a couple of ideas of, of how to make the design unique and, and you know, something that would also look good on a shirt or perhaps on a shower curtain if I ever decide to um, you know, release it as a logo on a shower curtain again. Because, you know, I've got the two the two designs that are currently as shower curtains. So this one, yeah, this one will definitely become a shower curtain. If not, it'll become an apron. You can wear it in the kitchen and only the apron, you know, if you want to impress the missus. Um, have a picture of the Outbreak Podcast logo on the apron and just go commando while you're cooking up some cinnamon buns or something. <laughs> Anyways, um, I've been doing that and I've been also working on the blog as well. One of the stories I'm going to talk about today, I'm actually hoping to maybe go into a bit of a more deeper written discussion on it. And this will kind of be the area where I'm, I might start and just sort of bounce off some of the discussion here. And maybe it'll evolve into a further written sequel um, on my blog. Again, maybe YouTube. Actually, I wanted to mention that. So I downloaded this um, this video downloader that Josh from the Mindless Morning Show had recommended to me a couple of weeks ago. It's VSDC. It's like this free video um editing software and i went i opened it up and i realized wow i am way far out of my element uh the last time i edited a video you know i was using windows movie maker before that i was on magic's movie edit pro and it's been five years and i'm i'm nervous i'm actually very nervous but i i think the more now that i'm kind of sitting with it the more eventually i want to do it i want to make videos again but then the question is how? And I think I'm waiting to, I'm, I want to do it. I want to get ahead of it. But I also want to like make sure that the brand is also put together. Like I want to get a new logo, new look before I start really churning and building up the YouTube page. And of course the podcast will be tied to the YouTube as well. So I don't know. There's a lot of hesitation. I'm going to get it done eventually. I know with me, with it cur- curving around in my head long enough, eventually I'm just going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Just let's get it done. I'm sick of sitting on it and not getting it done. 
that's usually how things work for me. As I sit and I sit and it, it bothers me. And then eventually I'm just like, wait a minute, I could just be doing this. Why am I waiting? So I'm sure it'll get done. I'm also now toying around with the fact that I don't even think I really want TikTok. I, I downloaded it just because it was kind of a joke. And now I'm like, oh man, I really don't want this. But I'm going to hold on to it for a little bit longer, you know, just to appease the people who really wanted me to get it. But it's also one of those things that I'm like, I really just want to cleanse myself of all these social media platforms. But at the same time, I can't because I'm using these platforms to promote the podcast. And that's literally all I care about right now, as well as maybe sharing pictures of my son and maybe a cutesy post with my wife and stuff like that. But that's basically it. I don't really give a crap about any of the social medias except for maybe Twitter and Instagram. I, I, I could do without Facebook. I can do without Snapchat. I can certainly do without TikTok, but I also really haven't given it a chance. So I think it's a little too early for me to say that. Anyways, I'm done talking about my personal life and my gripes with social media. I want to get into some of the interesting stories that I want to talk about today. First one, I was watching a YouTube video earlier this week by this channel, Cosmic Wonder, I believe it was. And apparently there have been potential spoilers for this upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home movie. I didn't even think it was possible to spoil the entire movie before we even got a trailer, but apparently insider knowledge seems to suggest that they know the plot from beginning to end. And you know what? I don't fully believe everything that is going to be discussed in this potential plot leak. There's probably a couple of elements in here that may reign true, but I think there's some other things that may upset a lot of people. But then again, I'm thinking back to The Last of Us 2, when that got leaked and the information about a certain character, you know, dying, if you guys haven't played Last of Us 2, but you've heard the news, you probably know who I'm talking about. When that information leaked, a lot of people weren't very happy. But then it's the thing is they only got that and they didn't get the full context of the story around that. In this situation, this is a leak that came from 4chan. So I don't even know if this is accurate or not, but we're going to find out. Let's, let's read along with this leak. So... I'm going to read it verbatim. I got it from yahoo.com, the article. I, I didn't want to go and transcribe what this Cosmic Wonder channel had, had read because I'm pretty sure he got it from here anyway. So, according to this new leak, Peter Parker is on the run following the events of Far From Home, and Doctor Strange agrees to shelter him and his accomplices, Ned and MJ, at the Sanctum Santorum. Now, this is apparently where Peter screws up by falling for the Green Goblin's tricks. This is the original Green Goblin. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is apparently, according to this leak, confirmed. But, as well, the villains from Spider-Man's, the original Sony Spider-Man trilogy, as well as the Amazing Spider-Man, are imprisoned inside the Sanctum. Apparently, there's an unstable multiverse, and Doctor Strange has captured these villains. This includes Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Sandman, uh, Electro, Lizard, I think there's one more. Oh, and Rhino. Rhino. There, there is the six villains right there. Now, hold on. You might be thinking, okay, there's six villains. Are we leading somewhere? Let me finish this leak. Again, going back to the leak. The various Oscorps from these alternate realities are toying with interdimensional travel because of, why not? You know, it's a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Strange tells Peter that he has to capture them after having accidentally helped free them. Again, Peter accidentally helped free them. Green Goblin tells Peter that the other universe's Spider-Men were corrupted and the villains have to go get back to their realities to save those worlds. 
if this leak is accurate, then it looks like we're going to witness a repeat of Peter's actions in No Way Home. Uh, I think they meant Far From Home because of the whole uh, situation with Mysterio. This Peter Parker might be too trusting for his own good, but Peter would have no way of knowing he's dealing with different villains. Defoe's character will supposedly lead the villains to the Oscorp in the MCU's main timeline to get the technology that would make it possible to open a portal between dimensions. Peter is defeated in a big fight, with Strange rescuing him again. The wizard will tell Peter that he needs help, and that's how the other Spider-Man will be recruited. So this also confirms that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker's Spider-Man will arrive and we're sort of caught up to where they are uh, in their subsequent stories. For example, Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker is supposedly married to MJ and has a daughter in his reality, while Andrew Garfield is a college professor. His Peter Parker is a college professor. Defoe's Osborne realizes that he needs a Stark power core to open two-way portals between the realities. Again, tying it back to the Tony Stark trick here. He plans to leave all the other Spider-Man in the MCU reality while the villains escape to their worlds. The leak says that the climactic main fight takes place at the Statue of Liberty, where Toby's Spider-Man will die during the battle. So this is the first piece of information that seemed to confirm that a long-standing fan-favorite version of Spider-Man will die. So this is probably where a lot of people are going to get really upset. Again, keep in mind, this is just a 4chan leak. We don't even know if this is real. Somehow in all of this, the Green Goblin will have Ned as a hostage, while while Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man manage to defeat Osborn and stop him from using the device, Ned is also killed in the process. Uh, Andrew Garfield's Peter will try to stop Tom Holland's Peter from killing the Green Goblin and becoming a villain himself. The Sinister Six, this is why they're aptly named the Sinister Six now, the villains, will get locked in Doctor Strange's prison, and the two Spider-Men attend Toby's funeral in that reality. Meanwhile, Matthew Murdock, this is the uh, Daredevil from the uh, MCU Netflix show, the same actor, will be defending Spider-Man in court in the primary reality, but the world will still know who Spider-Man is by the end of the film. The film will supposedly end with uh, Holland's Peter deciding to honor the death of his friend and all the losses he's experienced by continuing to be a hero. This is an insane leak. In fact, it almost sounds like a fan fiction, some elements of this. In this, it doesn't mention at all Actually, you know what? I could be very wrong about the villains. Uh, but given how it, it only seemed to tie to the villains from the Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man universes, I only assume that they were making up the Sinister Six. But we also could have the Vulture from the first film come back. But the thing that has been confirmed, the piece of information that we know for sure, is that Jamie Foxx's Electro and Alfred Molina's Doc Ock will be returning to this film. We are also expected to have a trailer sometime this month, according to a uh, image that was circulated around earlier this week. It looks like the trailer has already been shipped out to various AMC theaters, and they even have a date of June 10th, uh, and it's got like two minutes, four seconds, I believe, for the trailer. So it's already in the hands of various movie theaters. So we'll get hopefully some confirmation to some of these story beats that they're talking about in here. But the main ones that we have to um, basically talk about is that they, conf they basically confirm through the leak that Green Goblin could be the main villain. They could confirm that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man will die, as well as Ned Leeds. But there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Because you have to remember at the end of Spider-Man 2, it seemed as though Doc Ock was sort of redeemed and ha kind of reversed uh, his villainous role, ending off on a sort of a good manner. 
So why is it that he's being portrayed in this one as a villain? That's we don't know. Also, we know that the actor who plays Ned Leeds dropped over a hundred pounds of weight to prepare for this role. My only assumption is that his character, Ned Leeds, who also becomes the Hobgoblin in the comics, may be following this, the same suit. But then I'm wondering, okay, well, I'm, I'm certain that by this point, a character does have to die, unfortunately, to sort of end the trilogy. It would make more sense for Ned Leeds to die, if only to bring him back as the Hobgoblin in a future film, perhaps. Maybe in a post credit scene. Maybe he's not really dead. Maybe he comes back and, uh, or he's corrupted in some way to eventually turn, turn on Tom Holland's Peter Parker, Spider-Man, in a future film. Again, this is all speculation, but there's no way that, his, that the actor would have just dropped all the weight and for them not to sort of address why he did that. I mean, if he did it for his own health outside of the film, that okay, that's one thing. But it was also specifically stated that he dropped the weight for this film. Uh, I was reading that. Um, it's on Wikipedia. Again, Wikipedia can be altered, but it also cites specific interviews that and, and news articles. So there has to be some truth to it. As well, it does appear that this is sort of a muddled film because of the fact that there's going to be a lot of elements at play in this film. You're already telling us that Doc Ock and Electro are both going to be in this film. That's been confirmed. So they're going to be telling a multiverse story somehow. With Doctor Strange... Um, as the sort of replacement Tony Stark in this film, it's, it's basically a given. His follow-up film is going to be called The Multiverse of Madness, and Sam Raimi's directing it. So there has to be some element of truth to the potential that the two Spider-Mans from the alternate Sony universes may make an appearance, even if they're playing coy and they're denying that they have any involvement. Like Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone have both said that they have not received calls, but that's very common of actors to say that. Andrew Garfield was very, like, he was almost, like, very shaky when he was sort of, like, he didn't know how to respond. It was like, oh, I'm, I'm like, hiding a lie. It's very possible. It's very possible he's lying. Emma Stone um, was a little more chill with it. Uh, who the hell knows? Again, we won't know any more until we see a trailer. And that trailer could answer a lot of questions we've been waiting for for this film. But it could also ask a bunch of new ones, which we can then discuss further on a future episode of the podcast. In fact, I'll just leave this right now with you guys to kind of comb over what you guys think um, may be the potential plot of this film. What elements do you think that they should follow? Um, and do you think that the leak, is there any truth to this leak? And if so, are you upset or happy about some of the elements that are addressed in it? Uh, feel free to let me know on Twitter or any other social media platform. I would certainly love to have a discussion with you. If you haven't actually go ahead and join my Discord server. We can definitely have a discussion over in the film and television section of my server there, and we can definitely discuss the potential Spider-Man film and what we could see from it. The next story I want to talk about, actually, we're talking about Tesla today, guys. You know, Elon Musk, um, the Dogecoin master himself. So we all know that Elon Musk is basically like a tech god at this point. Like, it, while he's not out there trying to travel to Mars or building the next Halo Warthog. Now, apparently, the Tesla company has applied for a trademark for, end quote, restaurant services, pop-up restaurant services, self-service restaurant services, and takeout restaurant services. Now that the filing, which includes the company's T logo, is still pending approval. However, it's 
fairly easy to speculate at this point that that the way that it's sort of framed with the trademark is that Tesla is now entering the fast food industry. Uh, so anybody who's been waiting for that Elon Musk Tesla burger may not have to wait too long. But who the heck knows? What do you guys, what do you think is actually being worked on? Could be potential charging stations um, being installed at these food and fueling stations like gas stations. Um, maybe it's a, a Tesla-related uh, snack food. I think it's some sort of restaurant that's like a Tesla charging station tied in. I'm thinking, I'm picturing like, what were those restaurants like back in the day, like Sonic or, or A&W, where they had people coming out on the, uh, the rollerblades and giving you their food with a, on a tray on the car? It should be like that, where you park your car at a charging station and you, you place your order on some like digital machine like the McDonald's have, and they bring the food out to your car while your car is charging. I think that that would be amazing. That'd be a way of sort of bringing back the old school drive-in food stations, as well as blending it with the futuristic technology of Tesla. But I really hope that they do make something called the Tesla Burger, and I hope that it is in the shape of a Cybertruck, because otherwise I, I probably will never visit that restaurant because I feel like it would only be exclusive to people who drive Teslas. And I am not a rich boy, but maybe I'll go with my brother-in-law who owns a Tesla and we'll go grab ourselves some Tesla burgers, man. Alrighty, so finally I want to talk about something on this new segment of Behind the Cyber Veil. If you guys haven't been on my Discord server now, there's a section for Behind the Cyber Veil where you can post basically anything that doesn't fall under the category of film, tech, television, movies, comics, that sort of thing. Today I want to have an interesting discussion about something I've been sort of seeing all over YouTube. It's also on Reddit. Something called the iceberg theory. Now, it was originally coined by the American author Ernest Hemingway, and it basically relates to the idea of focusing on surface elements in a story without explicitly discussing the underlying themes, but also alluding to the fact that if you dig deep, if you go down far enough, there's definitely some more interesting tidbits there. And I want to say that this is sort of tied into conspiracy iceberg videos that have been popping up all over YouTube, originating with one for Super Mario 64, which there was something called a Super Mario 64 iceberg explainer. And I watched this video and it's, so what it is, is you take this picture of an iceberg and at the top you got the surface level and then it goes down different levels. And on each level there's um, different things that are tied to the game, whether it be um, in relation to the production of the game or little hidden Easter eggs or things that were like unfinished or didn't make it into the final product of the game. And then it goes deeper and deeper and deeper into some very obscure sort of tidbits, including one for, especially for Super Mario 64 that was at the very bottom that said that every copy of Super Mario 64 is personalized, which it's like a super, super deep rumor. Now, I'm on this Reddit thread called What is Up With Conspiracy Icebergs and Where Did It Originate? So I got an interesting answer from one guy, Tropical Apple. He said, the icebergs are only slightly showing and are much larger underneath. And it's like hidden problems joke that keeps getting worse as you realize the problem or an iceberg. It's much larger than it seems and the format became popular more likely on 4chan. The next answer uh, came to a user, Legend Storage. So what he said was, uh, 4chan had a paranormal board called slash x slash. On this board is where stuff like aliens, ghosts, and demons, and a fuck ton of conspiracies are discussed. The iceberg is a meme that has lists of conspiracies on different levels. The more you know down the list, the more deep the, into the conspiracy world you've considered to be. 
course, like half of the theories on an iceberg were made up on the spot to just sound weird, so it's just kind of a joke. But people will still post them, often asking to have the ones they've never heard of explained. Recently, this format has been adapted for video game conspiracies like Super Mario 64. Uh, so I did watch the Super Mario 64 one, and of course there are some that do have some truth behind it, and there were others that were just um, basically confirmed as false, or hoaxes. One good example of one from the Super Mario 64 video is actually the Wario apparition, and it's basically this like grainy looking photo of what looks like Wario's face over top of uh, an image for, I believe it was Dire Dire Docks, like sort of this like watery looking image, and you know in Super Mario 64, to enter levels you have to jump through a painting uh, and there are certain levels that you would see pictures of bowser's face or peach's face but this one was just like a gross looking 3d image of wario which basically people had been turning into sort of memes and sort of scary videos and pictures in itself because it became such a big thing but it turned out that it was actually um, from a 1995 developer conference where wario's face just popped up on the screen um, during the showing of a trailer and it was basically like almost like the face that you see at the entrance of Super Mario 64 you get to kind of tug and play with Mario's face but it was basically layered over top of this image and I guess somebody found that image or found that video took a screen grab of it and was able to turn that around and say oh this must mean that Wario had a, a significance in the game somewhere and that became a theory that was tossed at the Super Mario 64 iceberg so in the realm of storytelling, the iceberg theory is a very powerful and influential idea. Obviously, you know, when you're reading a story, you don't want to know every little thing about a character. And for the case of somebody who's writing a story, a writer should actually be able to deeply understand their characters and their underlying themes of a story, but they shouldn't spell it out to the reader. They should only provide them the tip of the iceberg, and they should allow for the reader to sort of come to their own conclusions over time, obviously get a bit more context from the writer as much as they can give, but then there'll be other places where there's be, you know, up for discussion, speculation, and that stuff is what would get sort of tossed into different layers of the iceberg going deeper and deeper. Now, I'm on a website that actually talks about the iceberg theory of games, medium.com, one of the writers, actually used the example of a game, one of my favorite games of all time, Shadow of the Colossus. Not knowing too much about what would be considered a proper iceberg theory, I'm, I'm going to kind of put together one based on um, what was sort of discussed about Shadow of the Colossus and then tie it to something that has actually been confirmed about its pre-production. So as you, if you know the development of Shadow of the Colossus, you know that the final product, there were 16 bosses that you fight. Well, before the game was actually released, there was plans for more. There were plans for more bosses that, that didn't make it past the cutting room floor. They were left there. Mind you, the world of Shadow of the Colossus was completed, and there are various areas of the map that are left sort of desolate and empty, and, and certain areas that you may never even visit. And it's been speculated that a lot of these areas in the map are areas that were meant to be boss areas. There are definitely, you can find various screenshots of unused colossi all over the, all over the internet, uh, including some that look like a griffin, one that looked like a monkey, one that looked like a spider, and even one that looked like a, a snake. These, are, these have been confirmed that they were bosses that didn't make it to the finished game. And 
much like my love for Resident Evil Outbreak and the fact that I was wishing for more content, this is what I was wishing for Shadow of the Colossus, is that they would either make some sort of expansion with a re-release that would allow for these bosses to make it into the game to sort of fully flesh out the map a bit more and to let some of these areas of the map get used more thoroughly. Otherwise, right now, it's it's literally up to, to fan speculation to sort of pinpoint when people go to certain areas of the map that are not uh, indicated by where a boss currently sits, one that's like currently made it into the game, you can speculate where some of the unused bosses may have lined up with the certain areas. And that's, that's just a fun way to sort of go back and, and learn a bit more about a game, especially one that's more than a decade old at this point. And I feel old because it's honestly hard to believe that Shadow of the Colossus is 16 years old today. Or not today. <laughs> that's not confirmed. Don't listen to me. I, I think I'm now I'm going to have to go look at the release date of Shadow of the Colossus. God damn it, William. You're getting a little too ahead of yourself today. Can you be... Surprise! Nope, I was wrong. October 18th, 2005. So a couple of months off, but that would have been hilarious if I was actually correct in that. Oh yeah, June 4th, 2005 is when Shadow of the Colossus turned 16. I, I could not be more wrong. Anyways, guys, um, this is sort of the story that I was thinking about d- discussing further in a potential blog post. Um, so we'll see if I work on that. I'm going to do a bit more research on it and kind of put together my thoughts on it. But it's such a fascinating story. The idea of, of sort of building conspiracies around games um, and the fact that it ties back to one of our greatest American uh, novelists of all time. It's truly an amazing, amazing story. Well, would you look at the time? It's time to bring this podcast to a close. Anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, go check out William, or not William, wkey.wordpress.com. I've done a, a sort of rebranding, re rejig the look of the website i think it looks a little cleaner now actually actually it looked pretty clean before but now i'm trying to buff up the colors a bit more so it's very blue currently it's very blue but i'm still working on it it's a work in progress wk.wordpress.com is where i will occasionally be posting feature length articles news pieces opinions on anything i find interesting so again if i ever get around to writing this iceberg theory uh, explainer that's where it'll end up you can check me out on any social media platform at this point facebook.com backslash the outbreak podcast go like me over on facebook so on twitter we have two accounts at podcast outbreak for the podcast itself but follow me on my personal twitter as well at will key if you guys haven't checked out my Redbubble store yet search william outbreak on redbubble.com you can look for the two designs i have there and like i mentioned at the beginning of the show if you want to get yourself an apron for uh your missus or your mister um, play a little role play in the kitchen you know what i'm saying you can have my face on your apron and perhaps the outbreak logo on another apron don't send me any photos of that because i'm not interested in seeing what kind of role play activities you get up to uh, with just those aprons i think that'd be a little strange if you guys haven't followed me on my discord server I don't have an official link. I'm not a professional like those guys at the Floor Player Podcast, you know, because I don't use Discord Nitro. So if you just happen to be scrolling by my Linktree account, uh, feel free to join my Discord server. And if not, if I don't have a, a link, feel free to reach out to me and I will definitely send you one. If you're listening to this podcast on Podbean, thank you guys so much. Feel free to give us a subscription, like this podcast, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your kids, share it with your dog, share it with the neighbor down the street who keeps taking your newspaper. In fact, go up to him and tell him, stop taking the newspaper and slip him my card. I don't actually have an official business card, but slip him like a a post-it note that has the Outbreak podcast on it. 
uh, just those words. You don't have to say anything else. And then he'll do the rest. He'll go and look it up himself if he is not computer illiterate. But if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, feel free to drop a five-star review, leave a review. Um, and if you're living here in Canada and you leave me a review, I will definitely see it. But feel free to leave a five-star anyways, because I know that that warms my heart very much. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Player FM. The list goes on and on and on. Guys, this has been another amazing episode. Thank you guys for tuning in and have yourselves a great night.